Welcome back to the Society Case Files podcast. My name is Robert Hazelton, and I'll be your host. Today I'm going to talk about some movie stuff, Halloween, and a few video game tidbits. So, let's dive right in. As I've mentioned before, we tend to watch a lot of horror movies in October, and that tradition has proven true. Since last time I did a uh, podcast, we've watched uh, quite a few movies, actually, and I want to talk about a few of them. The first one is In the Tall Grass. That's on Netflix, and it was written by Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill. It stars Patrick Wilson and a bunch of people I hadn't seen before, but they were all actually pretty good. The general idea of the story is that some people stop by this crazy field and they hear someone screaming for help. And when they go inside, they can't really find their way out, nor can they find the person that they were looking for. And then they find out that there are other people trapped in there as well. This work has a lot in common with Children of the Corn, or at least the feel of it. In fact, my wife made the joke that it was uh, he who walks behind the unmowed. Um, and it was it was pretty pretty serious in that regard. They they took a while to really give us the kind of detail you needed to accept what was going on, and to appreciate just how dire the situation was. But once they did, I felt fairly satisfied with the movie. The imagery that Netflix uses is a huge spoiler, and I thought that was unfortunate. Um, my wife didn't see the picture, so she didn't know what I did going in, but it does allude to exactly what you would imagine if you've seen the picture. If you do want to watch it, just hit play right away and ignore whatever picture they have. I would say that considering it's on Netflix, and if you already have it, you may as well watch it. It was fun. I enjoyed the movie. Is it one of the best Stephen King movies ever? No. Uh, it doesn't have the kind of detail that I would expect from from one of his films, or at least his stories. The older films, of course, are somewhat lacking here and there. But all around, I just I felt like it was a good uh, adventure for an hour and forty five minutes ish. Uh, definitely check it out if you have Netflix. Otherwise, if like you had to get Netflix to watch it, no, it's probably not worth that. Next thing I want to talk about is a movie called Terror in the Crypt, a film we found on Amazon Prime. It's also known as Crypt of the Vampire. It stars Christopher Lee, and it's an Italian-Spanish horror film from 1964. This movie is supposed to be loosely based on Carmilla, but other than some names, I'm not entirely sure how they got that. It's It was, it was kind of fun to watch, but there are so many weird things that happen that you just have to scratch your head about, whether it was because the translation was bad or the dubbing was inaccurate, or whatever the case may be, uh, this movie was definitely strange enough without having a uh, problem with the language. Um, Christopher Lee was great in it, but, um, I mean, it is kind of what you'd expect, a random horror movie that you never heard of. So, uh, free on Amazon Prime, if you have that. Uh, definitely worth watching in the month of October, because it did have some creepiness to it. Uh, if you're looking for some intimacy that you expect from a Carmilla story, you probably are going to be disappointed. But it was uh, it was still, I'd say it was probably pretty racy for the time, um, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, there you go. Terror in the Crypt. Catch it on Amazon Prime and see what you think. It's uh, It was really short. It was like, I think it was only 87 minutes. So a very quick jaunt into a sort of gothic horror done by the folks in Europe. And speaking of old horror movies, we also watched The House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. If you've seen the newer one, then you know that they, they did a good job of trying to keep that uh, general feel, but I think that where the new one really went wrong is by absolutely confirming that there were there was some sort of supernatural entity 
in the house. Doing this version, the old version, I don't know. I just, I like that one a lot better. Uh, it's not just that Vincent Price was legendary, because the people who are in the modern version are great, too. I really enjoy Jeffrey Rush and everybody else, and it was fine. But this, uh, the older version, it just has an aesthetic to it that's just super cool. And yeah, I mean, it's dated now, especially I have the restored colorized version. So the head found in the suitcase is super fake and all that stuff. It's 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 just tacky comparatively, but taken for the time and what it is, it's just a really enjoyable film. Now that film, I do believe, is on Amazon Prime. I own it, so we just watched it on iTunes. But if you're going to have a fantastic Halloween, I'd have to say... You really do need to check out House on Haunted Hill. Even if you've seen it a dozen times, put it on in the background and listen to it. It's super fun. The next uh, Vincent Price movie we're going to watch actually tonight is uh, Last Man on Earth. So we'll be talking about that one soon, too. And remember, if you want to keep up on the different films we're watching uh, through the Society Case Files website, there is a link there that shows all the films we've watched. Right now, it actually has uh, up to the film that we're watching tonight and that also includes the lost boys which we uh, watched yesterday so anyway that is what we're doing with these halloween movies and we just even when we're not watching them with the other folks in our virtual movie group we basically hop onto amazon prime and we just type in a keyword and hope that that has what we're looking for and go from there. It's sort of like the old movie store experience when you would go and just wander the aisles until you found a video cassette you wanted to rent and you grabbed it and tried it. Of course, back then when we rented something, we tended to watch it no matter how bad it was because we spent money on it and we weren't going to go back to the store right away. These days we have the luxury of watching for 20 minutes and turning it off and finding something else. Uh, it's not the complete experience, but it's darn close. And ultimately, it still has that same uh, excitement that I used to feel when I was a teenager hopping over to the to the rental place. Especially in Halloween. There's so many of the different sites that have a section for Halloween right now. Huluween, um I think that Netflix has one, but I, I wasn't able to find it. We just watched the newer stuff instead. Amazon Prime is kind of my go-to when it comes to finding random movies because they really come out of nowhere. Uh, Shutter actually has quite a few great movies, too. I haven't subscribed yet because we haven't exhausted our other options quite yet, but um, I did it last year, and I have to say I wasn't disappointed. We have a lot of tradition movies that we watch. One of them is The House on Haunted Hill. We tend to watch that every year. Something Wicked This Way Comes makes the list. The original Fright Night is on there. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman, that kind of stuff. Uh, Interview with a Vampire occasionally comes out, though not every single year. Shadow of the Vampire. Uh, and I'm just curious, are there any of those kind of movies that you just have to watch every fall or every October in order for you to feel like the season has been complete? Drop a comment on the podcast or send me an email or post a message on our uh, website and let me know what movies you guys like. I'd love to address them or even see if I've never even heard of them. That'd be awesome. Um, ultimately, what I really enjoy about this holiday is sharing the experience and sharing the scary movies and all that stuff. Unfortunately, we've both my wife and I have come down with some kind of cold or horrifying allergies so we still haven't made it out to the pumpkin patch corn maze which is a real big disappointment we're very much looking forward to it but the weather has also been very challenging up here in the pacific northwest so 
we'll see what we can do here in the next few days. I'm really hoping to kick this thing so that we can actually get out of the house and not risk our health any more than we have to. But uh, it might end up being worth it just to get out and see all that great stuff. But uh, anyway, so that's it for movies. That's what I've been watching. That's what we've been doing for ourselves throughout the October month and uh, some of September. Uh, I really hope that you're enjoying this season. It's been a lot of fun for us, too, uh, especially since we're planning on doing some music videos. We're going to do a sort of Dark Shadows-inspired music video for one of our songs. I just haven't figured out which one to do yet. Uh, Stay tuned to find out which one we pick and where we post it and when it gets posted and all that great stuff. But, uh, you know, we just did some wardrobe stuff for it. Now we just need to set up the shots and 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 again plan on actually which of the of the dozens of songs we have to make that happen anyway lots of great stuff coming and uh, we'll talk about that very soon october isn't just about movies for us we also do a lot of video game stuff and most of the games have some sort of event that uh, goes on throughout the october time frame it usually happens a little later than now but uh, some of them come out much earlier such as uh, killing floor 2 has a crazy event going on that we're planning on playing uh, through some of uh, a new asylum, a new level, some character skins, crazy weapons, objectives. It looks pretty fun. If you haven't played Killing Floor 2, it's basically a uh, first-person shooter with waves. You can sort of barricade yourself into rooms and that sort of thing, but it doesn't have the same reason to do so as the first game did this one you're really locking rooms down is not uh, very valuable especially the way other people play when you match make they tend to run around like crazy people and just you know get into the thick of it and i think that was the intention of the sequel but it makes it a lot faster paced than the first one was but uh the developers of that game are absolutely on it when it comes to holidays and such so if you like first person shooters and you like scary stuff killing floor 2 is definitely a good choice the next game that we're going to play quite a bit of is zombie army trilogy which is by the guys who make all the uh, sniper games and it takes the formula of left for dead in fact it takes it so much that you can actually play the characters from left for dead in the game and basically, you you have episodes. You start out in one place. You've got to get to the safe house. And along the way, you might be stopped where you have to barricade a house or lock down an area, fight off a whole bunch of zombies, and then move on. Uh, it's got all the sniping mechanics that you would expect from these guys. It even does the zoom in so you can watch rotten guts get shot up. Unfortunately, they are zombies. So even if it does zoom in and let you know that you blew a kidney into pieces, it uh, still does not stop the monster unless you shoot it in the head or blow it up into pieces. Even that isn't necessarily going to stop them. They will crawl towards you too. It's pretty crazy. All around, it's a great game. If it's on sale and you have the ability to get it, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun multiplayer. I have actually never beat an entire episode before because I've always had to play alone, but we're hoping this year to team up with some friends and maybe make it happen. I've gotten all the way to the end several times, but fighting the last bosses alone is pretty darn hard, and I'm just not that cool. So, in any event, if you have not played it before, I highly recommend it. In fact, uh, the people who make that game, I think it's Rebellion, they're putting out a new version of the game next year. It probably is going to use the latest sniper technology, which means more hit locations for the zombies and that sort of thing. saw the video and it looked really good. I bet you that they are very disappointed that they couldn't get it out right now, uh, rather than whenever they're going to do it, I think in winter uh, 2020. 
But in any event, Zombie Army Trilogy, definitely worth it. Maybe not for $49 since there's a new one just about to come out, but if you can find it on sale, I got it for $10 from my wife. It's, uh, it's, that's a no-brainer at that point. Keep an eye out for it. Another in-game event is Hallow's End with World of Warcraft. That'll start on October 18th, and it goes until the 1st of November. Um, that one has always been a very entertaining experience for me. I really love the aesthetic of it and the Headless Horseman and all that crazy stuff. I have to admit, I don't know what they've done over the last couple years. I'm looking forward to checking it out this year because I am subscribed. I've been playing quite a bit. The times in the past that I was able to get in there and do the Headless Horseman raid and all that great stuff, it was just super fun. Uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely World of Warcraft, so if you're tired of the age of it and all that other stuff, then you probably want to give it a hard pass, but I'll definitely give it a shot. Um, it's, it's hard to turn it down. It's just so cool looking. You know, the grandfather of MMOs, and they continue to pump out their holiday stuff. It's it's super neat. I haven't really seen even what they're going to be doing this year with the uh, 120 uh, level characters or with, I mean, I guess that it was probably that way last year. I don't know. And I'm curious if Classic is going to have Hallow's End. I kind of doubt it. I don't seem to remember them having holidays uh, in the first uh, iteration of the game. But that is to say that the Classic game came out after Halloween uh, when it first came out. So interesting. I'll have to check that out too. But uh, So if you're looking for some MMO gaming and you want to try a, a well-established holiday, Hallow's End is definitely for you. Speaking of Blizzard, uh, Overwatch has their Halloween Terror starting on October 15th, and it goes until November 4th. And this year, besides a new emote for Zenyatta, they haven't really talked about what they're going to offer. So I can't speak to if there's going to be any cool new skins or a new map or any of that stuff. But um, I guess we'll know tomorrow because it is the 14th as I'm recording this. So if you're interested in Overwatch, you've got that to look forward to. Um, I've enjoyed the Overwatch PvE uh, cooperative things in the past. The Junkenstein, that was that was pretty fun. I guess my big problem is that I always have a hard time playing Overwatch anymore because there's not really a huge point to getting levels. Uh, they just take forever, and I don't like the new matchmaking in the normal games, so I haven't really gone back and checked it out since then. But um, in any event, Overwatch, that's another option for you. Yeah, ultimately, there are so many games out there that celebrate the holidays. Pretty much your favorite one is going to have something, and if it doesn't, I'd be surprised. Uh, Destiny 2 hasn't really announced what they're going to do, but last year they had the Haunted Forest, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, well, I should say it was a lot of fun until it wasn't. I got pretty sick of doing the Infinite Forest over and over again, but I, I, I still had fun up until I got to that, that burnout point. Here's some games just to try out because it's Halloween. Uh, Cultist Simulator has a really awesome, scary feel to it. Uh, Vampire, that game that came out a while back where you play the vampire in the 1900s. You're a doctor trying to cure the plague. That game is uh, pretty atmospheric, pretty fun. Uh, the Sinking City, or even the Call of Cthulhu game that I wouldn't necessarily recommend unless you can get it for very cheap. There are so many great horror games out there. Uh, even if your your favorite game isn't doing a uh, festive uh, sort of event, you should be able to find some kind of interactive entertainment for the holiday. 
Um, I'd love to hear what you might uh, what you might be playing. Is there a game that I missed that has a great event that I should be trying out? You know, is it another MMO or just uh, even a single player game that interjects some Halloween into it? I know that GTA had a whole thing where it got snowy when it was really bad weather out there. That was kind of cool. But if there are those things, drop us a line, either through the website or put a comment on the podcast or any of that kind of thing. I'd absolutely love to hear what you guys are doing. My wife has been working really hard to get the books that she can read uh, from my series into audiobook format, and she just recently finished reading The Cat Who Pawed the Cultist. That book, it will be available through Audible in probably two or three weeks because they are slow, but... It is currently available, at least the first 27 chapters, on the coffee site. So if you want to get caught up or you want to check it out and see what it's like, you can do so for a lot cheaper than buying it uh, by being a supporter on the coffee site. Also, the first chapter is free, so you can actually listen to it right away. This has been a really fun process, uh, working with her to get the voices right and having her pretty much dramatize these things. It's been really neat. At this point, we have three books done. That would be The Night Players, which is part of the Savant Diaries series. We've got Creative Spark, which is a standalone ghost story, absolutely perfect for Halloween. If you want that, it is actually available on Audible, as is The Night Players. And uh, finally, The Cat Who Pawed the Cultist, which is a young adult uh, urban fantasy novel set in the Society Case Files world. It follows a young witch who attends a school. She meets a uh, talking cat who is a guardian cat. His name is Blaze. And together they attempt to stop these crazy cultists from opening a portal into a place called the Umbra Oculus. It is basically a shadow prison that the cats are wardens of. It's super fun. It's a very different style of novel for me because I do really fully embrace the young adult side. It's not as harsh or brutal. Some of the other stories, especially, for example, Fairy Tale Ending, if you've ever checked that book out of mine, uh, Renard has a potty mouth and it's it's brutal. He kills a lot of people. But in this book, they, they are kids. They are doing stuff that it it's perilous, but it isn't nearly as, as horrendous as what I've done in the past. And I have to say that Erica has done a fantastic job of capturing these characters, especially Blaze. He's sort of got this um, East Coast quality to his voice, and she brought it out absolutely perfectly. Um, I'll be doing a book trailer soon, and now that she's done all of the characters, she should be able to do the voices for it really, really well. And I look forward to posting that pretty soon. But The Cat Who Pod the Cultist, available super soon on Audible and right now through the coffee site up to chapter 27. Hop over and check those out today. By the way, the Night Players is also available on the coffee site, and that one's available in its entirety, as well as Creative Spark. So for the $4 supporter fee, you can actually listen to both of those audiobooks. Besides audiobooks, I also have the serialized version of Blind Corruption, which is the sequel to The Spirit Machine, and Crescendo is going up there. That's another book that has yet to be released. It's a young adult dystopian fiction novel. And finally, I'm putting up Forever, Always, and Never. If you want to read some books, those are available to you as well. You know, becoming a supporter on the coffee site really does have quite a few benefits. Now, I do post all of the artwork uh, for free, uh, but... All of the books and uh, audiobooks, only the first chapters of those are available to everyone. And after that, you, you've got to 
be a supporter, whether uh, you do it every month or if you just do it for one month, you just give uh, one donation of $4, you get access to everything for uh, 30 days. It's pretty cool. I actually really like the site better than, say, Patreon, which, which to me, you had to come up with all those tiers. It was just more confusing than this. This is just, boom, one one thing. You just give this much or as much as you want, and you're in. Definitely really cool for creators and very easy to use. If they could just get the comics done a little better, and I have spoken to them, it's on the uh, it's on their their road plan, but they haven't gotten to it yet. They had to do some some major updates to the payment systems before they could finish that up. Uh, I do have two comics up there, Blood Rights and Decadence Lost are both available. I'm just waiting until they implement the comic system before I put up Hestia Chronicles and the Society Case Files comics as well. Look forward to those in the future. Those will be available to supporters as well. So what else is there to do besides movies and video games for Halloween? Well, I do have a few more options. One of them is Dark Adventure Radio Theater's Mad Science, which I talked about before, but I've now listened to, and I have to say, 100% worth it. It's so fun. I absolutely love the anthology formats they come up with. These are so good. Uh, definitely grab it. Twelve ninety five is an utter steal for the MP3 versions. You really need to get this today. Listen to it throughout Halloween. It's a great choice. Any of their pieces are, but this is the newest one, so you should definitely hop on it. Another super fun option is having David Tennant read a bunch of vampire-themed short stories. Apparently he did that for Radio 4. And they're available on his David Tennant news site, which I'll link in the description for the podcast. What I've heard so far, I love. It's been super cool. Another one, speaking of amazing actors reading stories to you, is Roddy McDowell doing a couple of H.P. Lovecraft stories. Found that on YouTube, and I'll be sharing that in the description below as well. He's really freaking cool, so I think you'll enjoy that one. On Spotify right now is Basil Rathbone and Vincent Price reading a couple of uh, Edgar Allan Poe stories. Absolutely worth it again. I'll link that. But that I, I stumbled on that one and couldn't believe I'd never found it before. They are magical. These will absolutely become part of my Halloween ritual going forward. They're just, they're so much fun. It's its hard to, hard to turn it down. It's chilling how great of a job they do. And they really breathe some life into these stories that we've grown up with or, or just the things that have great meaning to us, especially if you enjoy the work of these actors. You know, I've loved Vincent Price movies. I loved Basil Rathbone and everything he ever did. So having him read Annabelle Lee to me was just, it's epic. I mean, I loved it. It was it was so fun. Oh, I just I can't get over it. I can't express enough how much fun those were. So definitely, definitely get in there and check all of these out. They're they're a great alternative to watching movies or playing games or maybe put it on while you're doing some crafting or maybe carving a pumpkin. Whatever you do, make sure you listen to at least a few of them. They are a great way to enhance the atmosphere and the general environment of spooky for your Halloween season. All right, folks, that's it for this week. I am sorry that it's a bit of a shorter episode, but I have been under the weather and just haven't really been experiencing as much stuff to talk about in the last week. Been pretty much working and keeping myself healthy as best as I can. But thank you very much for listening to the show, and I really appreciate you stopping by. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to check out our website and keep track of the schedule. You can find us at www.societycasefiles.com. 
or www.roberthazelton.com. Don't forget to follow or support the project at ko-fi.com slash societycasefiles. Next episode will air in a week. Look forward to seeing you then.